Time to get real, reality TV aficionados. Welcome to the Giorgio Says Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Giorgio Takanakis, and I'm here serving you the juiciest updates on all your favorite reality shows weekly, as well as the hottest pop culture trends and even exclusive interviews that will leave you wanting more. This podcast will keep you on the edge of your seat. We definitely need to talk about this. The Giorgio Says Podcast starts now. All right, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Giorgio Says the Podcast. And obviously, as you can see, I have a very special guest joining me on today's episode. We're going to be breaking down Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's premiere. And we're also going to be touching on 90 Day Resort because you're going to be our 90 Day expert. If you guys don't know, if you've not listened, I've talked about it before, but Jeff loves 90 Day. So between the both of us, we have a lot of reality TV covered, but there's one franchise in particular that we've been watching called 90 Day Resort. So Jeff's going to kind of fill us in on what's been going on because these are shorter episodes. They're 43 minutes and they're just specific couples that are there to work on their relationships. So what's been going on? Well, first it's the last resort, the last 90 resort. day, last resort, not just 90 Sorry, day resort. Well, a lot's been going on. It's episode three. I love this franchise spinoff of whatever, because it has couples from the whole series and the different like franchises, like before the 90 days, the other way, regular 90 days. Um, so it's, you get a lot of kind of one-on-one time with the different couples, which is good. Well, you don't really get that in the regular season. Yeah. Because they're just, it's all about just like their whole How immigration, building their relationship journey. Now all these people have relationships that apparently they're at their last resort. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting because Ed is on it with what's her name i always forget her name liz liz which i was confused why they were trying to work things out based on the last reunion um they're awful together it just doesn't seem like they really want to be in the relationship i feel like they're in it out of comfort and maybe because they're not even neither of them are comfortable with each other i don't even think they're attracted to each other well, maybe Ed's attracted. I mean, to Liz, the last but... so this last episode they dove into their sex lives, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And well, it's funny. I mean, Liz and Ed, especially because Liz is just so fed up with all of Ed's juvenile behavior and lack of maturity about anything. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, I mean, you know, it's not nice to be not nice, but I kind of she's been kind of. This episode, she really just took some very obvious digs at him, which, you know, good for her for, like, not going to that level, like, before. Because, I mean, there's none of us are perfect, but there's a lot to say about him. But, like, you know, they were talking about their sex life. And she was like, yeah, I mean, it used to be good. But basically now he needs to take breaks, not for sexual stamina reasons, but because of like respiratory like he's he's out of breath he's out of breath after a few minutes or so which is kind of like okay like (laughs) you know 
I mean, I think it's though, true. She's there, like she's saying, like they're in group therapy. They're there to be honest and truthful. It's like, uh, but I mean, good. I think he deserves it because he's been an absolute jackal this no, whole he's treated her time. He's treated everybody horribly. I know, like, but specifically Liz, he's disrespect. Like that's why I'm confused why she's even here with him. I don't know why. Because it's be like the, the age difference is like the least of my concerns with their relationship it's It's just the fact that he treats her like trash garbage he's real he really thinks he's hot shit i really think he does i don't get it like especially like in their case like she could do just so much better and frankly she needs to you know like the last season whatever they were on you know we got a little glimpse of her situation like her background situation towards the end when they were at that engagement party that they like canceled in the middle of it and then she went and threw her ring mm-hmm. in the bushes or something because ed thought she had dated a woman which i'm not sure why that caused all that but like you know she has a daughter she's i think she's been kind of you know she's had a it sounds like she had a challenging earlier part of her life i mean she's not that i mean she's still young anyways like she's in her like early or mid 30s but yeah it seems like you know, that it seemed like her late teens, early 20s, you know, she, you know, was having some learning. Yeah, she was finding her way a bit, you know, and she has stability, or had stability with that restaurant gig that she had where the owner wanted to make her partner. But now she's instead deciding to invest her energy and moving to Arkansas with Ed, which I don't really understand. Like, you couldn't even make it through. Sorry, this is not the last was right. Anyway, this is like last season. Like, you couldn't even make it through your own engagement party. So, like, why? But it should. Why are you guys Ed. uprooting your whole life in San Diego and moving to Arkansas? Because that's where Ed is going to be a better person with, like, all this family that they don't wow. have the best relationship with either. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they just need, I hope that i hope that by the end of it liz decides to choose better for herself i really do i'm not trying to like break i'm not trying to wish breakups on anybody but i do think that she needs to do a lot i would pay a GoFundMe if that meant she was leaving ed i don't think she needs to be with him i think she has enough going on now that she's on the show i think that you totally put her in and have her find love outside of Ed. I don't think she needs Ed to sustain herself. I get maybe in the beginning for her, she needed it maybe because she has a daughter and he has the means to provide. I mean, I don't know. But he's never even talked about playing any sort of role in like do they her daughter talk about her daughter really on the show? Probably for we didn't know I didn't know she had a daughter until the end of last season. If she had been on a couple of seasons as much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I just wonder, does he play a role in her daughter's life in any way, or is this just like so. a separate rendezvous? Anyways. No, he's a complete narcissist. I don't know if he can play a actual role in anybody's life besides his own. Or his dogs. He seems to care a lot yeah. about his dogs. Well, Angela's yeah. back with Mike. Michael! Michael! But he's not there. Yeah, I'm over this whole like phone a phone a husband thing. Like it's fine at the reunions, I guess. But like I mean, like I was saying the other night, like both with Ed and Angela, it just shows that they must have some really kick-ass ratings if they're gonna bring Ed back onto the 90-day concept show, but he's not even dating 
he's dating another American woman from his town at this yeah. point. Yes, he got on it because he was originally involved with that Filipino woman that didn't work out, right? So that's his presence. But it's like they're not 90 daying anymore. And mm-hmm. like Angela and Michael, like it's like you're not together. So like they need to go back on like they need to just they need to just go back on regular 90 days so we can keep following their journey. But like this is another I don't know why they have I don't know why she hasn't divorced him yet. He's cheated on her and it's been like they've been married for three years now, I think, and they're not mm-hmm. in the same country and it doesn't look like there's doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. So what is the point? Like she could find she lives in Georgia. She could find someone anybody i don't i just feel like there's something around his case where it's preventing him from being able to come over even just to film this last resort irrespective of his case so while that case has been getting sorted out he like did he actually for real cheat on her or did he just have a he was having a in a well they don't have a basically having like an emotional affair or he was telling that girl but he gave that girl money well, right. yes, because she found a voicemail. Someone sent her a voicemail of him leaving a message. It wasn't clear. They couldn't confirm if it was so physical, but they assumed it was physical because of the amount of time he was spending she was with there. this woman. And the things that he said also yeah. made it seem like they had a physical yeah, relationship. Yeah, he was saying, I He's love like, you, baby. Yeah, like, like, don't worry. I, I'm going to get things sorted out soon. So, That's a red like, flag that for me. enough about... But she knew that. That says enough about his case overall, like U.S. immigration aside, his case is that there's no need. And what 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 does she think is going to happen when he gets here? He's not going to be able to work for a year. He's already kind of scammy. So like what like she's going to move him into that house that she has where she's like also housing her daughters and like several grandchildren like that is that gonna work out i don't but what, what is he, he gonna do, do? i mean like for work i mean like what she doesn't live in an area that seems like it's like hustle bustle it's more what like what does he do there he hustles but like it's not the same hustle as it would be here he would be like yeah he would be stranded uh, uh, essentially he's not gonna be able to get anything done do. yara and jovi are back I like them. I yeah, have to say they're no. probably the most normal couple in the 90 day in terms of like their issues aren't really like uh, they're not abnormal to like a normal relationship, I would say. No, because they all they have the other variables not working against them like a lot of the other couples do. Like there's not a language barrier. There's not a big age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they're families generally don't hate each other or there's not some sort of like family yeah i mean like they had i mean all the stuff they went through with like his like that's frankly normal like well that was her adjusting too she had just moved and she was kind of forced into like this new family setting but i mean overall i think they will i think they both know the assignment for the tv and they know that i think they separately are good outside of the show i think they understand that the show propels them financially and so they have to keep up some of this like i found that i did question the whole birth control thing because i even asked you i was like i'm not sure how serious that would be if like maybe you guys let us know in the comments because i don't know if if, you, if you're married 
woman and, and that happens, is that the, the biggest betrayal? Is that like not telling your husband you're on birth control when he wants to have another, I don't know. I mean, I obviously know that that's wrong, but what level of wrong is it? Because he was very upset, like almost as if like she had slept with someone else almost. That was his reaction in terms of the betrayal. I mean, I know a, a lie yeah. is a lie, but. I, I mean, well, sure. I mean, yeah, it's a big thing to, well, there's a couple of things to it. One, at the beginning of the season, right? One, like when they were doing like intros with him or them, right? Yeah. Like the one, like the first thing he said was like sharing my feelings in a group setting is very uncomfortable for me. It's like, I don't even like doing it in a closed setting. I like struggle with that. So like, I'm not sure how well I'm going to be able to, you know, air all of my dirty laundry in front of these other people and these like therapists that yeah, yeah, yeah. which okay fine like that's your that's your journey that's your challenge but you also willingly decided to come on a televised show where you'd be in group therapy so that was just telling me like okay you're gonna you know put your big boy panties on and like get through it so but I do understand like when he you know when you say that like you're probably sort of saying like maybe what might be you know quote unquote normal or you may not have an issue airing like a normal problem that might be harder for me but then she went ahead and like disclosed something that kind of relates to their intimacy their communication there's the whole kind of you know there's the female bodily rights kind of yeah thing yeah, on it so like I think his overall reaction is not solely just about the issue of like her being dishonest about using birth control when he has been trying, when he's been like really wanting to have a baby and mm -hmm. like they thought there, I think it's, you just combine all of those things together. It's like a bunch of fives, but like you, when you put them all together, it makes it like a 10 sort of issue, right? Like, I wasn't really expecting like that whole thing. I already didn't want my laundry aired in front of all these people. Like this was a communication breakdown, but like, like I also thought too, like the way it was sort of presented in the group and how she had this big secret that she'd been hiding. It kind of created the narrative that like she had no other choice, but to like be on birth control in secret because like, Jovi was just trying to make a baby making machine out of her and like almost as if it was like getting a little like non-consensual and I was like I don't really think that's the case he clearly wants to have another kid but as far as I can tell he's just been verbally persistent with that I don't think he's the type of person that would be like you know poking holes no, in his condoms no, 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 no. and like but we're I, trying to be like imagine, come on come on like do I can it imagine you know? if she has vehemently said I'm not ready for a second child and let's just be honest they're not using protection so in her mind one oops right will land them right. back in the, the water she does not ready to be in yet so I understand from that perspective she's got to protect herself because accidents happen not because he would do it on purpose but th that can happen in, in the moment yeah, yeah. And so she doesn't want to risk that Probably because she's also trying to stabilize herself before she gets sucked into having another baby. Because quite frankly, he wasn't around for the first one. At least right. it didn't seem like it. He was traveling a lot and she was alone. So yeah, I mean, no, like, yeah, 
Is it something they should have discussed that she shouldn't have hidden? Sure. I think like the bigger issue is why did she feel like she had to? And if the reasons why she felt like she had to, is that accurate with like what? Like, did she feel like she had to? Were the reasons existent for why she feel like felt like she had to? Right. Like that's the thing. Cause it's like, right. The way she was saying it makes it sound like, you know, he was forcing her to uh, like to like he was consent being to being yeah. impregnated yeah. by that's how him. I felt for her right but it was, but it doesn't seem like that because she's a strong enough woman that like if that were the case if he was like being sexually forceful and saying like no I am gonna have I am gonna have this baby or have a baby with you like that would be a whole that wouldn't even be a birth control issue that would be a get yeah that, that's get the fuck off that's of a me. different issue and like let's like, talk about yeah, how yeah, yeah. that's I think know. this is just a thing of him wanting to ensure that he in his mind checks the boxes of having kids before a certain age which yeah. I understand that part when he said I don't want to be 40 and then like start over because I, I get it like yeah, we're at that age. Yeah. We don't have kids, but I can't imagine a baby right now. That would be exhausting no. to even think about. But I don't really know. There's nobody else on there. Who else? Oh well. Um. What's what's the the other the Kalani and yeah, their stuff that, is heavy. I, I mean, like I'm interested after. in it, but like they're the ones I need to be here the most. Like, they need to go on a set, like a low. They need a spinoff or something. They should have just gone by I'm themselves. Like, I also don't understand why they had to bring their kids and her sister. Like, I'm fine with the sister because there's like their storyline there because she's been on the show for a while too. And like, you know, I kind of like how she just. She's like a voice of reason for her sister. Or just a or shit talker like, yeah, of yeah. Asuelo, which is fine because he's been kind of a dick. But like, I mean. I kind of for them I'm like okay got you guys gotta like get over it or not because like well not now they just gave each other a pass and she took it all the way yeah but I mean she's like still having like a full-on like emotional relationship with this dude too like I was we we're saying I was saying last night I was like oh wow like Kalani wow that's real big of you to block mm -hmm. your boyfriend while you're at group therapy with your husband she like that's a bit like they're, we're trying to make she's trying to make it like I'm taking a big step here guys like I'm really committing to this by like commit like whatever I'm like I just don't think I would want my kids to see that play I out. just think I it's just, just I think weird it's just a warped want. situation that's like if you had your hall pass and you either formed this emotional connection with this person or because she'd only been with Asuelo before yeah she realized through that experience that she you know doesn't she's not no longer satisfied with having only him in her as her sexual life then that means your marriage is over and you need to move on. I don't understand why she's still here trying to work it out with Oswelu knowingly while he also knows that she's continuing to have a open law dialogue of, I would assume pretty emotional conversation with this dude, knowing that that's not what I, as far as I can tell, Oswelu is not looking to have a open relationship or have, you know no multiple, i think have he his, just had a have his what he clearly so like made a mistake that's not what like, he's doing so like but yeah like well, we that's not on the, he, no we he don't he's dumb but a he lot, hasn't but, said you know 
that. Like clearly she's paying him back. Yeah, it just seems it's just weird not worth though. It. Like putting your kids in the middle of it. She should actually like separate from yeah. it, even if it's not legally. Like they should take like a take a six a month break, on break and then on she can apart. go have her rebound test mm-hmm. relationship and like and just get divorced but that's what i'm saying but like if she's not sure what she wants to do then like she should go have that time and then see if it's gonna move forward and then separate and divorce or whatever but like this is weird like i don't i don't get it i don't don't either what they're trying to do the last couple i don't really know too much about them so i don't I'm not as invested only because I still don't really understand. What I don't understand what their issue is. And then there are another is. one too. It's like, they're not in a 90 day situation anymore. They're both Americans. Yeah. Cause so he was like, like a New York cop or something. She said, and he retired and then moved. Yeah. I'm not I don't sure. Remember I think she was like season one or something before we started. Watching, I think, but like, I don't really get it. I don't really find them to be too interesting. And then who else we have? I think that was all of them. Kalani Aswelu, Jovi and Yara, Michael, Michael and, and Michelle, Angela, Angela, those two other Liz and Ed. Liz and oh, that's right, Liz and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like it. I do too. I, I like it. I think it's great. Shorter. It makes it a little bit easier to digest. Sometimes the hour and yeah. thirty minute episodes a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate the storyline because sometimes we don't get to see a, a lot of storyline. Um. But yeah. that that's 90 Day, guys. I haven't really recapped it on here, but Jeff watches it a lot, and I think I watch it with him, but I don't obviously recap it for you guys. But I figured this is a good segue to have at least once a week conversation around 90 Day because a lot of you guys do watch it. Yeah. But we still have to recap season four of Salt Lake City. I have been waiting for this season for a long time. I know a lot of people... We're waiting, side-eyeing, trying to figure out if this is going to be another situation with Heather and the black eye and no answers. But I I feel like this season is going to be good. I just feel like it's going to put them on the map. It's going to get people to start watching. Now that Jen's gone, I feel like there's room for everyone to kind of show who they are and not have to focus everything around what Jen is or isn't doing. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four premiere. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ever dreamt of dining under the stars with Darth Vader or having a magical Hogwarts feast? Well, now you can with Fork Yeah. They're located just next to Disney World. And this private chef and catering service is more than just great food. Every meal is a themed experience from Disney classics to Harry Potter, Star Wars, and even Barbie the movie. Led by expert chef Mia, Fork Yeah combines fresh, locally sourced ingredients with endless creativity. Make your next gathering unforgettable. And guess what? For our listeners, you'll receive 15% off your bookings from now until November when you mention my name, Giorgio Takanakis, at eatforkyeah.com. So head on over to eatforkyeah.com and book yourself an experience with amazing food that you and your guests will never forget. And don't forget to mention my name, Giorgio Takanakis, when you book for 15% off. All right. Welcome back, friends. Thanks for sticking around. So we are at the point of the episode. We've got to discuss what we're here for, which is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It premiered last night. 
And I have Jeff with me recapping. He has watched the episode. We have watched it separately, actually, because I wanted to see what we take from it separately. We usually watch the shows together. So I'm going to start at the very beginning. We need to talk about the first two minutes because it's very dramatic and very religious. It almost felt like uh, mob wives, but Mormon wives. It was like a very like the part where they're like walking and then the sequences of who they're going to feud with like that whole me very like escaping i'll say amish not the other show polygamy because it's not they're not polygamous but it gives me that much yeah very escaping yeah so very dramatic we we do have a new housewife monica who is joining the cast and also angie who was a friend of of the show is now full-time so she's got her snowflake And Angie is a friend to the podcast. She's our brief sister here. So shout out to Angie. But yes, we have got a lot to discuss. They jumped right in, which I appreciate. I was really hopeful that they would because sometimes they try to drag the episode one out and try to get us reacclimated to all the women. I could care less. I just want to get right to it. So we start off with Baby Gorgeous getting ready for yet another Sundance. She is the Sundance queen, apparently. She's done this for 15 years. And she's very frantic, but she's getting the job done. And then her hubby comes to pick her up and she is just business. She's ranting on and on. And the edit is hilarious because (laughs) she's like in the middle of something serious. And then you hear her phone bing, bing, bing. And she's like, hold on, hold on. And then her husband's just just driving them around. But we do find out that she's very upset because apparently her son has decided he's not going to do the college thing. And so he instead is going to do a mission, which I believe is a two to three year commitment. And she's not going to have access to him. But I think the kicker is she's upset, I think, because it's clear that there's a disconnect between what the son thinks his life should be and what he thinks his parents think his life should be. And we did see this last season where she kind of had a conversation around college because he said, I don't want to do college. And she's like, no, you're doing college. And he, I guess, is not doing college. He's going to go spread the word of the Lord. What do you think? Yeah, I have a lot of notes actually on everyone. So that's oh, a lot of notes. Um so yeah. First of all, so, hold on one second. Guys, I don't do this at all. And actually, Besties by Bravo would love to have him on. She does this too. I don't do this. I keep it all up here. But look how cute. Wait, let me see if I can get you guys to see. Do you see? He even bolded the names. I don't do this. So yes, that opening scene with the uh, 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 like I wrote, because this is how I felt. It was like, wow, Lisa's so busy. Like, it's like, it's so <laughs> too much, right? Like he's driving around. You're like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm just so, I'm missing all my, I'm missing my kids because we need to be together. Like they're probably at the hotel, right? Like when she's like putting up finishing touches on her big Sundance party, that's essentially like a function room at a restaurant rented out. Like it's not. Well, I mean, I think think so. It was like, wow, that's a lot of manufactured (laughs) busyness. Um, Two, like, I was also like in that whole thing too when she was like, me and Jack got into it and like whatever. I thought that was a little bit much of a stretch on the whole like failed parenting shtick she was giving us. Like, maybe I don't know my son as well as I thought he told me it was going on. Like, I was like, all right, like, how is that any different from any kid 
saying that they don't want to do the thing that their parent has been like shoving down their throat for the past whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It might, it's a big deal to them because they're younger and it's a big, but it's like, she was giving me this whole, like, I'm just yeah. so disconnect. I'm so not in touch with my kids. And I feel I'm like, meh, no, whatever. Shut up. Like that was, um, I, I, whatever. I see that a little bit. I think too, though, for her, it's a disconnect because I think in her mind, she thought, well, why did he hold this information? Like, it's not, I think her thing was like, I did never he hold kept it him- or did she not hear it? Because like you said, last season, they were out in the basketball court and she was like, and he was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to college right away. I already have a business. I'd like to right. like, I have that. And I could also keep learning more about that. And yeah. she was like, no, you're going because you're not going to be one of those kids that just gets a business from their parents and just has, doesn't have yeah. to do anything which is like well you've already created half of that narrative already so like this whole making him go to college is just to like spin this around so like he doesn't look like that he just got kid. handed a business right yeah yeah, like, yeah of course of course whatever. it's optics too but also like the <laughs> irrespective of this like shock like my also question is like when she was like well i was just like surprised about the issue and she was like he decided he's going on a mission which i also like are you guys even like for real mormon though you own a liquor company and I like i think you have to be mormon to go on a mission because like i think well just no yeah general, anybody can go on, go on missions it's like a missionary like situation where you but it's go usually associated with specific churches yeah but i don't find i don't think lisa is yeah no, i'm they pretty weren't. sure they're not mormon but she's i think her point was she was confused because he was hiding the fact that he would rather go do a mission. And that I think made her feel like, well, but I never kept him from Christ or I always raised him in that way. So it's, I, I understand a little bit why she was taken aback because it's not like he said, I don't want to go to college. I want to go start a band. And that is where the disconnect was. I think for her, she was like, why are you I think he like just I would have said no to wanna, that. I think it was clear. He didn't want to go into a structured educational experience. Yeah. And he floated the idea of like, maybe I just don't. Maybe I can take a gap year. And she was like, absolutely not. So I don't know. I've never met the kid. I don't know how devout he is or feels to be or has become. But like a mission is also, I mean, that's a a pretty, I don't know if it's a break, but it's like a, it's a pretty strategic negotiating point. If he's trying to get out of going to college and he can't take a, he's not going to be permitted to take a gap year. And he's like, okay, well, I'll do this mission, which also fulfills my objective of not going to college Mm -hmm. right now. And I'm not going on a mission to go like experiment with drugs. I'm going to spread the Lord, the the word of the Lord. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. And if Lisa says that they are such a, not devout but they're such a they're believers yeah there's yeah they're such a strong believer believers of the christian faith and that that she could think of no other more noble act than to take your take two years of your life to go spread like she can't argue with that no either so like which i'm sure i I mean that's why i also don't kind of believe that like i had no idea like this is such a secret that he had this yearning inside of him to go spread god's word it's like well, is that so, even if it was a surprise, is it so shocking? I mean, he's not like, it's not like he is a 
atheist or it's not like you know it's not outside like burning stuff all the time and being like all dark he's just probably a no, normal I, kid that's been raised christian like lots of other and i'm sure that like, like you know if, like if if he decides he doesn't want to do it he can stop at some point and come back i mean things can change i also think this is a good segue from last season for lisa to tie the the loop with the son storyline because you know we did talk about this a little bit he had mentioned last season he didn't see the need in going to college and maybe it's just not for him because as we know it's not for everybody um but then we go we catch up with heather heather's bought a new house so mm-hmm. the book sales were good mm-hmm. the book sales were good 7900 square foot home six bedrooms something like that yeah even beautiful my dad house. said, wow, it's big. Yeah, it's big. It was it was beautiful, gorgeous house. Heather looks great. I have to say, I, I think the ladies really pulled it together this season for the interview look so far. They look they look amazing. But Heather is shoveling her she's front trim, if I do say so. Yeah, she's looking she's good. Trim. She's looking even Mary mentioned that um later in the episode. But um Meredith stops by Heather's house to catch up with her and you know, Heather's shoveling her little walkway and they go inside and I guess we're still, I guess Heather and Whitney are still not in a good place because Heather lets us know that just the day before she met up with Whitney after not seeing her probably since girls trip. Cause I think they filmed that right after they filmed the finale for Salt Lake. So they probably stopped talking after that. So it probably wasn't. They had a sit down last year towards the end of the season on her deck. Right when they were like, we don't. Where they they went? Yeah, it was on Ultimate Girls Trip. Was it? Mm-hmm. That's the one that um. Oh. Candace was on with uh. Leah I remember Black. them being Not in Leah coats Black. though. Maybe I'm misremembering. They did have a conversation last season. That's what I was where saying. They where they were gonna be good, but which they is, weren't like officially no. like they were like we want we should be good, but neither of us actually want to. Right? Like none of us, neither of us. We don't trust each other, right, so right. it's like, not they happening. They weren't actually willing to move it forward. And honestly, guys, it didn't really seem like it moved that much further forward because looking at their conversation, I know Heather seems to think it went more positively than she thought it would, but it still sounded like they don't know where they're going from here. So that's unsettling because I just, I whatever happened, I think this was personal and personal became camera time. And I think that is where everything here went wrong. So this is why I think they can't trust each other. I think they both threw each other under the bus and maybe there was things said on camera that they didn't want disclosed or narratives put out there. Um, Whatever the issue is, Heather is optimistic. She wants a fresh start with all the ladies. So that's great. But Meredith is not feeling Whitney and all the things that she's been saying about her in her bathwater in the press. Which I was at first, I was like, wait, is she really mad about this? Or is she like, no, she's mad, mad. She was very upset about the insinuation of what Whitney was saying. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Meredith, like when she was first telling the story, I mean, she summed it up by saying, don't go after my bathtub. Like, like I wrote that in quotes. Yeah, like, don't, who do you think you are? Don't go after my bath. I don't really understand, like, I don't really understand it. I don't understand why she's so upset about it. Because it's just, I don't know, like, 
just Whitney. She kind of just always says a lot of like silly, shady, dumb shit. But I don't really ever think I don't ever I don't ever feel any malice from Whitney. I don't either. Yeah, she is. If she is gunning, she's just defending herself. She's coming back at somebody that's like took a dig at her. I mean, I, if you, I can understand where Meredith is coming from. If you read that, if you just read it literally, right, with no context, and it's just this, this, frankly, coworker of yours that's saying you're disgusting for taking a bath with your husband. Yeah, like that's, that's problematic. Um, again, especially since yeah, she's, like, she's experienced being in physically vulnerable scenes, but I don't. I don't know if it's like enough to like hold this grudge um against her so hard for it. Um yeah, like because again, it's not like she was she didn't even really like make a big deal out of it either. It wasn't even like the main point of like the scene. I also but I don't know why Whitney like said all that like were they having an issue at the end of last season like was no, there I like that's why Meredith unresolved was con- no that's why Meredith why I think like... was confused and taken aback because I, I don't they didn't have anything serious even at the reunion they left in a neutral space so I think the interview although Whitney was probably just trying to be funny and shady I think what Meredith took from it was that wait was it an interview I thought it was a tweet no she did an interview with like page six or something uh, at some point and, and referenced oh, the scene. Amazing. So it made, I think what it read across to Meredith was that she was insinuating that Meredith was dirty because of the way that she was talking about how like the bathwater and the both of them being in it and the DNA. And the but that exchange. is a very common. I mean, it's not wrong. No, not I'm so, saying I mean, like, I've I, talked I don't know. to people before that like say the same, like I've, I like one of my friends, like in general, she doesn't like, baths or the concept because it's like some people, people feel like don't. yeah you're just like sitting in your dirt yeah, yeah you're sitting around and soaking in your own filth like i get it and if that's ex- if that's actually what she was saying in an interview where you're just bantering as opposed to like you put a tweet out there about somebody you're whether you say you're not right you're you're intending for that person to see it and you're yeah. kind of stamping it up but if she's just like answering an interview question what did you think about that scene you're like oh it's not for me i don't like bathing with people because it's too much like whatever it's like the same thing with people that like some people don't like i don't like to share toothbrushes with people but some people doesn't there are people that don't mind it not intentionally sharing toothbrushes but like people be like if you go on away or something you forget your toothbrush and you've been your partner or whatever like people do use each other's toothbrushes it's not i don't know a lot of people do but it's not like it's like that i think like it's just kind of like you know how some people are like like i used to not be i used to have a thing with like shoes for the longest time i could never i never would wear anybody else's shoes or i would never like borrow someone's shoes because i thought it was like weird and gross to like have your feet in like someone else's feet things and eventually got over it. but it was like one of those like weird hang-ups i think that's probably what she was just saying like i wouldn't take a bath with somebody that too that's I mean, fine that was, but like was the that the point. worst she didn't i didn't she didn't say like work. meredith was nasty or her husband was nasty no or her house I think, was nasty like i think but meredith, then i did love when first of all that whole scene where they were like at the bar and like 
that like what about Heather's Heather and Whitney oh, were like when they had awkwardly lunch. joking and then like Heather got awkward and then like Meredith just used that awkward silence to just like go in I was like this is also weird and then like Heather just sulked away but like I did appreciate how like after that when like you know Meredith was like it's like you were insinuating I have like a dirty house or whatever and, like in Whitney's interview she's like I wasn't insinuating anything but I don't even know where she lives. I don't even know what rental house she's living in. And it popped up like the 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 bingo card of yeah, like 2021, editors. 2022, 20. I was like, oh, the like, editors are so shady. I, I, but she was. I liked it. She was being shady. I like, I don't even know what rental house she's living in. Whether or not it's dirty or not. <laughs> that's why I. That's why I love it because it's like they came in guns a blazing, but not too much. But mm-hmm. so. We, we get past that, but then then we finally meet up with Angie Kay, yeah. who's now got her snowflake, and she is ready for, I don't know if this was her first scene, but she was dressed for, like, I don't know where she was going, because the restaurant didn't seem like the type of place that you would be. All hot pink. Just, uh, hot pink. But she came in hot, hot, hot. Um, and then we meet Monica, who is the new housewife. And Lisa Barlow, Baby Gorgeous, joins them. And this is where I think things are going to start to get really interesting between these three specifically, because I have a feeling that Monica knows a lot of information about all of these women through Jen, clearly. No, she said as much. No, she did. But it's just the way in which they're inching towards this relationship between Lisa and Monica was interesting because it's like, what is it that Jen said about that marriage that her talking about going away on their 20th anniversary to some sick house in Europe has Monica being like, cause it's like weird. Cause it's like, she's like, well, all they're doing is making it sound like everything's great and everything's amazing. And they keep flashing to Lisa, just boasting about, Oh, the house is sick. You would love it. And 20 years. And it's like, then they're flashing to Monica and she's in her interview being like, Maybe she spilled something on one of the times where she said she had to like babysit Lisa on the phone talking for hours and hours and hours because Jen didn't that was talk. hilarious. I was like, oh my god, that's embarrassing to like if you were Le- like not embarrassing, but like crazy to think that she. But it's just, fitting like, for Lisa. She does kind of just like no, she go totally rants, rants. Like <laughs> I could see, yeah, I could see her calling Jen for like something stupid, and she's like in the middle of something important like scamming people out of millions of dollars that's takes a lot of attention so she's like can you talk to her while i you know turn this money out over here we also find out that monica who i guess the way she explained it was she filled in for jen's other assistant that left or didn't stay and in that time i guess jen was like i guess trying to get her to come bring her into the she's like you want to be rich you want to make six hundred thousand dollars you gotta put your name in all these things and then coincidentally monica was a witness for the government in the case against jen shaw based on that because she apparently has a friend in secret service that told her a couple months before jen was arrested to like get the hell away from her for her she had that objective opinion before she got too far into it she could have easily been scammed into it herself too i mean oh i'm like a bright woman but you know you're taking you're filling in as a assistant for this you know but you're also like you could be playing off someone's like situation like you know she might need that money so you know she'd be hungry for it kind of thing 
And that seems to be what Jen did with Because that's what Lisa tried to insinuate. She was like, oh, she looked so different the last time I saw her. She's blonde. She didn't have all that, like, her boobs. Like, you know, like... I think like, Lisa was pointing out that, like, oh, you're a housewife now. I get it. Like, you you came... You showed She was off. a great pick. Great. She was. So I think I, a person to connect the ladies to for being new. She has connections, whether... Yeah. I mean, I have a whole most of my note is about Monica. I'm a huge fan of hers. I think that I haven't taken to her as much or I haven't taken to her as much as I have to any other housewife since Dr. Nicole came into my life. Um, And that's big because I don't really like any of them, frankly. That is true. Especially the ones you like. I can't stand them. I like the 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 ones that you can overlook, because I think there's a lot, not that Nicole's not overlookable, overlooked. but I'm saying she's not, right? she's, she's not, no Teresa, Nini, no, 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 Kyle, no, Rinna, right? Totally. She's just trying to live she's her damn life, her and she's just doing her job, because she has a, she has a job. Um, but before we go on that, I just do need to say, when you were talking about Angie's looks and stuff, as soon as she sat down and took off those like purple or pink fluorescent see-through sunglasses just the way of her like her hair and she was like sucking her cheeks and she was giving me such share vibes yeah because she was also just speaking with that like sometimes she's got a deeper force. voice yeah deeper voice she's like ooh, ooh. and she was just doing a lot of like ooh. being very um i mean i see it because i greek women do a lot of what she was doing at the table when they don't want to get involved in something and they're like "Mm, mm -hmm, mm, i don't know i don't know yeah it's a lot of that so i feel like but lisa screamed opa when she came (laughs) (laughs) but that is why i think this will be interesting because clearly from i don't know why they made them introduce each other lisa and monica knew each other they had talked in passing and whether Lisa talk. realizes or not, she was on the phone. A lot of the time she thought she was on the phone with Jen. I think that obviously we know there's going to be issues between Monica and Lisa. But. Why? Well, what because clearly Monica, there's something there. I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe because she said this about the other lady. She's a bone collector. Just in her first like three minutes of interview, she told us how Jen Shaw tried to get her to commit fraud by like, falsifying her professional background yes that she couldn't be bothered to talk to lisa on the phone just about regular stuff even though they were like friends and she had to like just placate or she would put the phone down and go take a shit and come back and she was still talking she also then later on went to say for the record jen never said anything nice about heather um i can believe that and then the whole thing about how she like was you know a wit a, a witness in no she gave us a lot whatever I was like okay she okay Sheree of Salt Lake like but I will say this bone I collector I hope that you have enough in your vault to last you a season my dear because I think people that does. have I do too but I sometimes get worried when they spill too much in episode one two because then after that it's like oh that's it she's only told us about her connection with this group just through the short time that she was with Jen. But it does, it sounds like this girl is totally. you know, hanging around the rafters of, she knows of, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the upper echelon crew of Salt Lake. So, And a lot of you guys, um, my Salt Lake City crew out there that live 
in Utah have told me time and time again that it is a very, very small town. And I of believe course. you. So I 100% believe that a lot of these ladies are intertwined in some way, shape, or form. So that is good because we do want the natural connections for the show. Um, from here... I do want to know, well, speaking to that, to like in her vault and whatever. Yeah. I do need to know, and I think this speaks to your point where I just think she has other stuff to talk about. Like when she was talking about her marriage. Yeah. And she said, I found myself to be in an entanglement, but then went on to just talk about how she did the thing where she divorced her husband, married him, and is getting divorced. I want to know what that entanglement is. I mean, I can probably think of some things. And I was getting a little bit of like Ashley Darby, Michael situation. Mm. Was that his name, Michael? Yeah. Michael Darby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like they, Mm -hmm. someone, they were bringing other people into the bedroom and like. Or, yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, that's what I mean. Entanglements, but like, I don't know. You divorced him, got married, and you're maybe fine. But I want to know what that is. Yeah, no, I and I think she does lost right over that real nice too. I think she, yeah, she, I like that I dress too. They are gonna. She looked great, by the way. I think she looks great with blonde hair. I mean, we only saw one picture. I don't think she looks that much different. She didn't get work done by any means. I mean, that picture, like, she just looked younger, which she was. She was like, taking a selfie in her I saw. Like, I just saw a much younger person. I didn't see somebody that was trying to be blonde and now somebody that's trying to be brown. Yeah. I mean, I do think she's got a lot on her plate with these women. You know, she's stepping into something that maybe she thinks she understands, but I think she's she's in for a real treat with some of them. Like with Meredith um specifically and like lisa i think meredith and lisa we see them kind of getting to a place where it seems like they're gonna get on and be good again which is good because i need both of them to be good because that i feel like the moms of the show to me well they're twins ish meredith and lisa i mean yeah in some ways they are i guess that's why they are friends because i mean they're not the same but they are i mean aesthetically aesthetically they're not the same person no they, they well i feel like lisa has a little more edge than meredith does meredith's a little bit more you know i like her she's she's chill and laid back but i feel like lisa has a little bit more of like well meredith has, has a drier edge and lisa yeah. has more of a like uh spunky isn't the right word just more of an edgy edge she she's from she's from the new york streets too so she has that is it meredith too meredith from um possibly um well speaking of meredith we get reintroduced to someone who was absent last season that is Miss Mary Cosby. I know you're not excited about this return, Jeff, but we uh, collectively have decided out here that Mary is needed for the show. Unfortunately, for the ones that don't like her, um, she is a friend of, so she's not holding a. Oh, she plate. is a friend of. She's okay. just a friend of the show, a friend of Meredith, um, which is why we have Meredith reintroducing her. But it seems like. Mary's role in the group will be calling people's behaviors out and putting them on like she was doing before. Um, but I think she's also going to add some of that humor back into the what seems to be a drama filled religious season because <laughs> all the music seems to be like, really like super duper religious, which I love. It's very dramatic. Um, 
but yeah, so we 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 it's see like Mary. The last scene of the Godfather. <laughs> That's exactly what killing they were people while the baby's getting. Well, Mary watches from inside the house. Um, where do we go from here? So Mary, we not up with Mary. She what? said made any sense. Can we just say that Mary? Yeah, nothing oh, about her son. You mean nothing, nothing in okay. the entire episode? Yes, her son potentially being Mary, but she hasn't had time to ask him. Or she said he had a girlfriend, but doesn't know. Some he has a girlfriend, but he is saying that it's his wife, and she just hasn't had time to ask him. Even though he lives in the same house. For the producers, yeah. And then Robert Sr. was in Vegas for six months. Yeah. But we your pastor really husband that runs a huge business church and well, is supposed to be... I mean, I know there's a lot of people that need to be healed in Vegas, but six like... Months? You have a church out there too? But she didn't even say... If she was opening a church, you know she would have said that. But she didn't say what it was for, which I assume it wasn't for their primary endeavor. So what what is this religious man staying in Vegas without his wife for for six months? And Mary seemed to just kind of not... When the producer was like, did you like that? Or how was that for her? And she was like... I mean, it was what I don't know. She said something. She was fine with it. Like it was different. It was something. Yeah, and I don't think she. That doesn't make any sense. And then she referred to Jen as the big elephant in the room, which is not the correct usage of that phrase. It's not the big elephants, the like elephant in the room, or the big pink elephant in the room, or. But she wasn't the elephant in the room. She wasn't the thing that like nobody wanted to talk about that was right there i mean people were talking about it like but after she got busted with mary's point because mary had mentioned that like there's always been shady stuff going on there and that's why yeah i think she called heather out at the end too when heather tried to play the whole i know i think that was just projection from other people she's like no no no. you guys had an actual relationship and that's something i think so people didn't want to call out the fact that heather was seemingly hypocritical by being friends with a yeah well because it's like well you were friends with her but now she's going to jail now you're trying to pretend like oh no it it is what it is no you had a relationship with her you guys had well, conversations and, like that's not the ele- i think of the elephant, no, in the room elephant as, like some big awkward thing that, that no, no one, one wants to say anything about and was pretending is not there like like as if like when the cops almost stormed onto that bus to arrest her and everyone's just sitting there drinking their mimosas being like so anyways want to get lunch next? like that is, yeah yeah yeah. so it was like that's not what else and then just this episode there's we i didn't really have... understand the snowball fight event at all like even when it came back from commercial mm-hmm. and it showed her like setting that event i don't even know what that event was for just aside from like we're filming now and we need an event to bring everyone together but like I didn't really get it. I didn't get why her business partner was there. I didn't get why she had all these random fake friends show up too. I didn't really get the snowball fight. I don't think that's like working out your aggression. I don't think of like throwing snowballs at each other from two feet away. Like like when you do one of those, you know, that's like one of those like axe throwing or like the screaming or the like when you break shit or whatever, like, yeah, throwing like bespoke made snowballs at a luxury ski resort. Like I, I didn't get it. I think the whole point of that was Heather wanted to have a fresh start and have all the ladies have fresh starts, and I get it. 
I don't really understand the snowball part other than the fact that it was funny to have the slow-mo at the end with the religious music playing and how mm-hmm. dramatic it was getting and watching Mary watch from the inside because Mary wasn't going to go participate in that. She just seemed uninterested in being there overall. But right before, before the snowball fight, right? Be- yeah, right before the even people are snowball complimenting fight. Her, they're complimenting what she was wearing. She's like, mm, thanks. She's not impressed. I think because she has so much of it, it's not like those things don't impress her. So when people compliment her, she's just like, okay, I don't. Um, but before the snow fight, we have a couple moments that are hilarious where we have. So Meredith, in spirit, when Heather makes her little speech about let's just case sera, sera, let's just have new beginnings. Meredith takes the moment to extend an olive branch to Lisa, pull her aside and say, let's set ourselves up for success and let's go on a hike and let's have a conversation and let's just, let's be good. And But she's the one that's not good with Lisa. Right, which I think is, in, in that respect, I think it's good that Meredith then made the offer yeah. because she was the one that was still holding on to the resentment and yeah. it's nice to see that they will move hopefully in a more positive direction and then from there Merit decides it's now time to go take a piss out of Whitney for the things that she said about her bathtub <laughs> water and all the above don't come for my in the press also we lead into this because Heather brings up ketamine being legal which then sets off this whole thing because now Meredith... I did not think that's what she was talking about. I thought she was just talking about weed. Now, ketamine's legal now? Oh, right. Like, ketamine they brought therapy. Up, yeah, 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 yeah. So she Not the ketamine that they that were up. doing. No. And so that sparks the conversation where Meredith's like, well, you're the one that started the rumor, Whitney, about the ketamine. She's like, that was I didn't so think that. awkward, that whole situation. The interaction between Meredith the whole and scene, the whole scene, yeah. So it goes from there, and then we go to the bathtub comments, in which Whitney is being Whitney. She's like, "Look, Meredith, I was being shady. I was just being funny. I don't actually think you're gross. I actually think you have a very clean bathtub. I was not insinuating that." Meredith is not having it. She's like, well, did I ask you if you got a bacteria infection in your vagina when you guys painted each other? You know, when Meredith's leaning over like this... No, but my husband lost his job over it. So I think all things well, considered, like someone calls your birth your birth your bathtub dirty versus like my husband lost his career. I think we're throwing a pity party. Like she gets the favor, you know? Like I don't... Also, guys, if you go on a reality show with your man, woman, don't do shit like that. Don't do bathtub scenes and don't paint each other on camera. It, it's never gonna well there goes season one of the district of georgia but <laughs> i'm not doing those scenes it's not um so we already talked about the snowball fight we obviously know we're in for a very very intense season i would rate this episode a solid eight and a half out of ten what about you i guess yeah I mean, eight and a half eight nine i don't know what when you say eight and a half that says something well, you were left one. with something. So be positive. Why can't we start with a bang and just get worse? I'm going to give a 10 out of 10. It's not 10 out of 10. Eight and a half. You said eight or nine. So yeah, eight or nine. We're going to average out at eight and a half out of 10 for the both of us. Yeah, there you go. No, it was great. I was very happy. I guess more so, I always 
I was happy when they bring a new person on and it's like well received and it's just kind of like chill and normal. It's not this person that's like trying to like throw their whole flaunt their whole life in front of you in the first ten minutes. Like every time they bring someone new on New Jersey, because it's mm-hmm. so flaunty in Jersey, it's yeah. not as flaunty Jersey. in South Lake, right? South Lake, Salt Salt Lake. Um, so and I think it was just. I think that was a really good find because yes, like a lot of times the new people are like connected or acquainted to the cast, but this girl is really connected. I mean, oh, she, she is. knows everything about Jen Shaw and a lot of stuff about people that Jen Shaw interacted with, i.e. all these ladies. So like, I think that was a good pick. Yeah. Like it's almost like they had, it's almost like they went to like their like, second string and pulled somebody off the bench like if they thought if you thought about like you know let's say they they had like 20 of the women 20 women in that group for like you know the first cut when they were trying to figure it it's almost like she was already related and interconnected so like i thought it was a good pick um no for sure yeah it's 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 a great i think that's why i feel this season's going to be good because i think a, we're not dealing with Jen Shaw's Are they antics. the only new ones? Is it just Angie and Monica? I mean, Monica's technically the, the newbie. Angie's not technically new. She's, she's a still new... a friend? No, no, no. Oh. Angie got her snowflake, but I'm saying she's not new because we know her from being a but friend. But she was a friend last she year. She was a friend of yeah. last year. But she's I think the cast yeah. is is great. Some they great all Yeah, and they have some connections naturally. So I don't feel like this is a produced situation like, Sometimes in the past, I felt with this franchise, it felt produced because I think a lot of the antics around Jen were so focused around Jen that the rest of the ladies had to fall back and come up with ridiculous things in order to get camera time. Now, I don't think that's the case because we don't have Jen taking up all this unnecessary space with her crap that we can allow for everyone to kind of come to the table with something. So that's exciting to me. But speaking of being produced, I think that Heather is either overproducing herself or they're overproducing her and she's just saying yes she's producing herself well either way her whole situation just for this first episode way overproduced heather i don't know who's producing it like i said maybe she's producing herself but just too much her transformative year it's been a transformative year wow jeff's not buying it heather well guys she had a new business venture it's great I mean, she just opened she up her second location. She's on the New York Times bestseller. She's feeling herself. Okay, great. She's a bad Mormon. The baddest Mormon of Utah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. That was our recap for Salt Lake City. And before I head out of this episode, you know, I have to give you guys a few reminders. If you're not following me on TikTok, what are you doing? I go there first to give all the recaps, all the updates on all your Bravo lips. So make sure you're following me at Giorgio Says. And if you're a little bit nosy and you want to find out what I'm doing in my personal time, you can head on over to Instagram. I share a little bit more personal stuff on there. And that's at Giorgio Says. And if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, you're missing out. But you can still subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss when I upload. If you're watching, hello. You can watch me on Spotify or my YouTube channel and if you're listening thank you so much and if you feel obliged and you love this podcast you can give me a nice review on whatever platform you are listening to this 
podcast. Thank you to my special guest, Jeff, for stopping by. We might have to make this a weekly thing for Salt Lake City. And I will definitely be talking to you guys on the next episode, which will be tomorrow. Bye, guys.